God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m. Our morning worship service at 11 a.m. Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. I'd like to talk to you this evening. I'd like to talk. Thank you for tuning in to the radio ministry of the Church of Jesus Christ House of Prayer, located in Leesville, Louisiana. The place where the Spirit and anointing, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, abides in abundance. The Church of Jesus Christ House of Prayer is located at 1100 Nona Street at the intersection of Nona and Verona. And now, to our general overseer and founder with an anointed sermon already in progress, Bishop Elbert Marvin. Here's what we want you to do is, is uh, go ahead and get them out. And we're going to the book of Matthews here for a few scriptures. And we'll see what God will have for us afterward. Amen. Uh, if you would, go to, we're going to go to Matthews, the 13th chapter. And we're going to begin reading at the 24th verse. words say here another parable he forth unto them saying this is jesus speaking while he was on this earth the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which soweth good seed in his field but while men slept his enemy came and soweth tares among the wheat and went his way but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit then appeared the tares also so the servant of the householder came and said unto him, Sirs, is not thou so good seed in the field? Didn't you sow good seed in the field, in other words? He said, From whence then have it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy has done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, No. Least while you gather up the tares, you root up also the wheat with them. Now we're gonna we're gonna just stop here and give some of us say what is a tare in the first place. They tell me that a tare is a weed, uh, something that's not good. We know wheat is good for a lot of things, right? Wholesome, use it in bread and etc. But they tell me that a tare resembles wheat, but however, it's just a weed and it ain't worth nothing. But did you hear what Jesus just spoke and said? To do what to them? Don't leave them alone. Can the church say amen? We're going to leave there and go to the 36th verse through the 43rd verse. 36 through the 43rd. We're going to skip around here a little bit. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came unto him saying, 
Declare unto us the parable of the terrors of the field. So that's what the, he answers and said unto them. He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. Y'all got that, saints? The good seed are the children of the kingdom. But the tares are the children of the wicked one. We know who the wicked one is, right? The enemy that soweth them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burnt in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. In other words, uh, in the natural, in the field, they, they burn them, right? The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do it iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ear, ears to hear, let him hear. Y'all got that saying? Going to verse 47 through 50. Jesus again speaking in parables. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind, which, when it was full of the net, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessels but cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth and serve the wicked from amongst the just. And shall cast them, who is them? The wicked into the furnace of fire. Again there shall be wailing, and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? And they said, Yea, Lord. We're going to, got one more scripture that we want to go to. And that is to the book of Luke. Let's go there quickly. 21st chapter. 21st chapter, and we're going to begin reading here the 25th verse. The word says, And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth, distress of nation with perplexity. The seas and the waves roaring. Men are going to be having heart attacks, hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. He says, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. But during this time, then shall they see Jesus himself, a son of man, coming in a cloud, cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, and I'm going to use this as a, a subject here tonight, if we had one, to get one, that we should lift up and up your heads. Why? For your redemption draw it nigh. Saints said that, our redemption draw it nigh. Father, right now, in your name, Jesus, we come to you, Jesus, as humble as we know how. 
Lord, we're asking you tonight to, to give us a word, Lord. God, we need a word, God, because we see, God, that the world is coming to an end. And, Lord, that some other people are not ready. God, in the name of Jesus, God, help us tonight to see the seriousness of these things that's coming upon us. Father, that we might repent and get the fullness of your Holy Ghost, God, that we might go back in the clouds with you, Lord. Father, we pray right now, Lord, that you will give us the word that we need tonight. God, one that will convict us of our sins. God, one that will, will touch our hearts to God to love you more. God, in the name of Jesus, as I pray this prayer, Lord, we ask, oh Lord, that you anoint the ears of your people, God. And God, touch their hearts right now, Lord, that they might come to repentance. In Jesus' name we pray. God, we are so careful to give you your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give him a hand clap. Saints, we're looking at the word tonight. And we look at the world as it is today. And we see so many things upon the world, in the happening in the world. And we say, how much longer, how much worse could it be? I remember when I was a child and my mother used to say, this wicked generation of people. But boy, I believe my mother would kill old kick over it and die right now if she could come and see what's going on today. But the Bible begins to give us some of the signs that would be upon us in these last and evil days. The Bible said they would be marrying and giving into marriage. And that's one of the issues up on the earth right today. And every type of demon is out trying to get somebody engaged with sex. Even from the little children. You, you be looking at little kids there come over to the house and here they up in the room trying to have sex. And then you say, well, Bishop, where does this come from? I'll tell you where it come from because the Bible says in the last days that he was going to open the gates of hell and let all of these demons out and they're out trying to get somebody tonight. The devil knows that it, his time is coming up. He knows that his time is running out and he wants to take everybody that he can back with him because he knows where his fate is. Do you hear what we're saying here tonight? See, the devil knows he cannot be saved. See, when we look at the devil, we're going to go back to his origin. We need to go back there because the Bible tells me that the devil was in heaven. He knows what's up there in heaven. He knows the good part of heaven. And you've never been there, but his, jo his job is to take you out so that you don't go there. But when I look and study my Bible, the Bible tells me the devil, he had gotten to be a great man of God up in heaven. Great tutor to, to the God of, of the most high. But you know that's what happens in the church sometimes. People get so high-minded that they forget authority, and that's what Satan did. Uh-oh. Somebody said, look like I got your attention. Well, the Bible tells me that he was a beautiful, he was a beautiful angel. Beautiful. Somebody ought to be able to go in and pull some of that up, up, up and say he's going to the book of Ezekiel. Come on with it, please. So in the 13th verse. Thy have been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. The sardis, the tapiron, the diamond, at the 14th verse, thou the anointed cherubim that covered. I have set thee so, thou was the holy mountain of God. Thou have walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. 
Thou were perfect in thy way from the day. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this? We describe it. Devil. Satan, come on, the devil, come on, thou come on, please. Perfect in thy ways from the day that thou was created. He was what, saints? Perfect in his ways. Till iniquity was found in Until thee. iniquity came into him. Until and that's what we are. When we received that Holy Ghost, we, 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 didn't, we was free of sin. Is that correct? Amen. But somewhere along the line, we began to entertain spirits. Come on. By the multitude of thy merchandise, thou have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou have sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering servant, from the midst of the stone of fire. Thy heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. What happened to him? Because of what? The beauty. Come on. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. I will cast thee to the ground. I will lay thee before king, that thou may behold thee. Thou All right. So we see, now, we go back into the Gospels. The Bible tells me that Jesus, who was the almighty God, a lot of folks don't want to believe that, but he had to be because the Bible said he was born of the Virgin Mary. But at the same time, Jesus made a statement down over there in the Gospels said he beheld the day that he kicked him out. And the Bible said Jesus said he was just like a fallen star, a meteorite. When he pick up, can someone ought to pull that up for me? But I'm not trying to teach you something, preach you something that ain't right, ain't the word. But I want the Bible says, not show and tell. But the Bible, Jesus said, I saw, saw him as he fell like lightning. Come on. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. He said, I remember that. I ain't worried about Satan. Why did Jesus say, you got something else you want to add to it? Come on, hurry up. Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents. So Jesus said, we have power to tread upon them demons. You got, if you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're not worried about a demon. Come on. And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall, be, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's good enough. And we're going to work with it now. So the Bible tells me that Satan... And all of his angels was cast one day. The Bible looked in, you look in the book of Revelation, the Bible says one third of the angels was perverted and followed Lucifer. And he says one third of them was cast out of heaven. Now, we know that there's millions of parts of millions of thousands for sure up there. So that means that we, one third of them, the reason we're saying that, because the Bible says when Jesus break through those clouds, he said he's coming back with thousands of his angels. God. Thousands of angels. And if one third of them was cast out, that means a whole bunch of thousands of devils or demonic spirits are in this earth. And that's why Paul's, uh, one of the writers said, we wrestle not with flesh and blood. In other words, sometime in that spirit that's up in your house ain't that person in the person that's in the house themselves, but it's spirits that's done got up on those people that are warring, and in in, in, in it's a spiritual warfare. But we're trying to tell you we got to have sympathy upon these people. In the old days when they got these demons up on them and, then, and the children had them up on them, the, what the Bible tells me that they took them out into the outside of the village and stoned them to death. But the Bible tells me now we don't stone them to death. He said we should lay hands upon the sick and they should recover. That should be one of the signs of his church. And he said we should cast out demons in his name. Can the church say amen? That's why we say every church that says the name on it is church is not church. 
because everybody don't have the sign. But we, what we trying to, you say, well, Bishop, what your, what's your point? I'm trying to tell us now we shouldn't be carrying around these spirits. We have the power to cast them out because the word of God has said that we have power over the enemy. But the problem here, you say, well, Bishop, how come everybody, we still have those things around because they won't come. Some of us get, do you know that the devil, he will, he will come back and he'll play church too? The devil will play church with you. He'll come up and he'll, he'll camouflage himself. I believe, remember one time Bishop Woods, he all looked like he was somewhere, but anyhow, he was saying one day that they went to, somebody went to the church and looked up on the roof right where the pinnacle was. In the Bible, it said the devil was up there, and they, some, they, the deacon or whatever it was, hollered up and said, Hey, Mr. Devil, what you doing up there? said he was taking a nap. But he's not taking a nap anymore, saints. He's, not, he's through napping. So, so the deacon, whoever it was, asked him, Why are you taking a nap? He said, Because everybody, everything down inside the church is going my way. But this is the thing about it. We don't want it going the devil's way. It's going to have to go God's way. How many knows that we talking? This is what we're talking about tonight. It ain't the, in the church of God. It can't go the devil's way. And the devil's always been bold. Even when Jesus walked the earth, boy, he, you know he had to watch him. Is that right? Because he watched him grow up. He watched him till he got. He went. We got ordained to do the work of God. The Bible says the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit drove Jesus off into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights that he might equip himself to be, to be ready to do the work of God. But the Bible tells me that Satan saw him and said he wanted to check him out to see what he was. And then I want to just throw some of the tricks of the devil and some of those of the vital ones that he watches you day by night. If you, want, if you, you, like, you have a problem, you like sex, he'll, he'll dangle sex right in front of your eyes. And see if you will take a book, bite, because today the Bible said Jesus had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and nothing had touched his lips for his food and water. And the first thing he did was offer him what? He said, I want to see if you are what you say you are. I know you must be hungry. They ain't had nothing to eat in 40 days. So if you be who you're supposed to be, I want you to turn these rocks into bread. Did y'all hear what we're saying? The devil just said, well, I'm going to check you out. I know you, if you God, who I think you are, you'll be able to do that. And I know you're hungry. But guess what Jesus said? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that has proceeded out of the mouth of God. And see, you can go back and go to teach, crying about your might, how you can... You can bench press 500 pounds and all of these things. What was the next test he gave, to, to, gave Jesus? Was it the pinnacle or? It was the pinnacle. That little old pointed thing up there on that church. But you know, you, that's an amazing thing. We should now, I told y'all years ago when I studied that, that thing, that's a, that's a really, uh, it shouldn't be up there in God's church. We go back to Nimrod's, it's, it's, I won't even bring that up right now. But I've studied that thing. But the point is, he asked, he, asked, he asked Jesus, says, and he put the word on him. You see, the devil can use word on you. Devil, somebody has those spirits on them, they'll turn around and use the word on you. And he told him, says, well, 
I want you to do this thing. He said, jump off of that. He said, because it's written. What is it written? What was it written? Anybody got it? Written. That if you would do what? So he says, now, I, I, see, the devil knows the word. He already knew that was in the book of Psalms. He said, now, it's written. That if you, you jump, you ain't, ain't nothing going to bother you. You ain't going to get hurt. Because it said what in the book of Psalms? Before you fall and hurt yourself, the angel, the angel's going to come and get you. You wouldn't even hurt yourself. So do that, honey. So you see what we're trying to point up? We're trying to point up pictures we get into this word tonight. That the devil knows you. He's been, he watches you day and night. He's in the sleep. He all, he all over your bed watching you snore. He watching you when you turn your eyes and look at another woman. He said, uh-huh, that brother that has gotten weak. I'm going to try to, I saw him watch that woman. Do you see what we're saying? The devil is, he's out, his job is to take you out of the race. We're, we're in this race, but the Bible says the race is not given to the swift, but not for them to keep backslide. He that will just resist the devil because the Bible says he shall flee. Some people in the church 10 days and out 40. And so all they both recovered, as soon as they recover, the devil come back again. Oh, come on, the last trial of the devil. So here's the devil trying to say, I am over this world. But you know, Jesus wrote and said that he is, this is his world. This is Satan's. But God's people are here, and he wants to harvest his people. God wants to harvest his people. Come on. But the devil said, all, all this stuff here, it, I'll give you. Come on. All I want you to do is jump on your knees and bow down to me. Jesus had enough of that. Jesus had enough of Satan right then. So what did Jesus say? And that's what some of us need to get tired of telling the devil, walk messing with the devil every day and let the devil walk all over you, touching your finances, touching, touching your marriage, touching your health. And you to tell the devil to what? All right. You can sit down. So we see here that you have the power to over the devil. When you receive that Holy Ghost, you've got the power. The Bible says you have power to tread upon serpents. And how many know what a serpent is? That's the devil. And he said serpents, that means all the enemy that was kicked out of heaven that comes to your house daily uh, at night trying to integrate into your home or in somewhere in your family to disrupt your work with the ministry. That's what the devils is all about. And there's thousands of them. They're all in. The Bible said they're in the air. That's why when you go to sleep, you need to anoint you. You even need to anoint yourself and go to sleep. You need to pray and go around the house and anoint your house. We used to do those things. And we used to anoint the church. Somebody would come and anoint the church and the enemy must leave. And then God can have a move here. Again, the Bible says we not, this is not flesh and blood. 
That's why I'm sort of leaning toward helping the sinner, but I'm preaching the word tonight, and we hope someone will come and be delivered. And we hope that if you don't deliver, you know, see, the devil will get you running to the doctor. I've been sick. I'm back Tuesday night. I was sick. Every bone in my body was aching. Couldn't do that. I mean, you know, I've been had fever all week long and looked like pneumonia and everything. When I got back, I was no better. But you know how I broke that thing? The devil always had me go. In fact, I did. Went over to the hospital. I said, I'm going to the emergency room. I said, the man said, oh, you do something. You ain't going to be able to get in the clinic. You go to the emergency room. I got over there, and, and I said, my so spirit came and said, by my stripes, you are healed. And I got out of that hospital. Got out of there and went on the commissary, and I immediately began to feel better. But the devil wants you up on the table. He wants you up there. You, the Bible said the just should live where? By faith. We're going to have to learn to walk on the Word of God. That's what we're trying to tell somebody tonight, that we need to learn to walk on the water. That's why when the Bible says, when the, see, Jesus always wants to put you on the canvas to see if you will walk the water. That's why the Bible says that after doing many miracles that day, his disciples went by boat, and the Bible said he stayed around a little while. He wanted to see who in the boat had some faith. So here, here comes Jesus walking across the water. They were out there rowing or whatever they had. I know they didn't have no ebbing root motor. So they were out there rowing on the boat, and here he come making a shortcut across the water. And Peter always bold. He out there, hey, hey, look at you out there. Can I come? Yeah, you can come on, Peter. But he was, I, we have to give him credit because he was the only one that got out the boat. See, he had a little faith. He got out of the boat, and he began to walk the water. But then his, his trial come, a wave hit him, and then he went under there. He up there hollering for help. And the Bible says Jesus just walked on over on the water and picked him up, put him back in the boat. But sometimes that's what we're going to have to do. See, if you walk on the word of God, God ain't going to leave you out there. Can the church say amen? If you'll just get out the boat tonight and begin to walk the water, Jesus is not going to let you drown. And then he's already got, you know, it's like when you go down to the store and you buy something. You ever bought an automobile? When you buy one of select side trying to find the model that you want the most, the best thing that you always look at the warranty that the manufacturer going to put on the automobile, right? If one give you a five-year, 150,000-mile warranty, one say, I, I guarantee mine six months and 2,000 miles, which one do you think you ought to buy? Huh? But that's, that one is going to be guaranteed two, two months. It looks so pretty. But one of the other man said, mine's good. I'm going to guarantee it for five years. Which one do you think you ought to take? Amen, you should. Well, that's the same thing about Jesus. Jesus done already said, if you step out on the water and you drown, guess what I'm going to do for you? You just want eternal life for putting your, mind, putting your mind on me. He said, he that loses life for my sake, in the word, on my word, he said, you have just e gained eternal life. But we're going to have to learn to step on the water. We're going to have to learn, to, the Bible says that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that has proceeded out of my mouth. If I said I will do it, in other words, God said, I guarantee you that I will perform it. And if I don't perform it, you got the greatest reward of the other because you're not going to the lake of fire, you're going to heaven. Do you hear me? You hear, do you hear what God is trying to tell us tonight? But the Bible tells me, you see, man is getting very worried. He said, hey, everybody talking.